welcome to another episode of NAFAM the podcast. Welcome. That was very um, weird. Exciting. Exciting, weird. Full of energy. Yes. That's all I got. Wow. Okay. You are three on seconds fire. and I'm done. Okay. All right. What's got you in such a fiery mood today? This podcast. Okay. <laughs> Going all fired up. Are you up. excited? It's Monday. To talk? I, I don't know yet. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Okay. We were just talking about how um, there's like these lights that you were, that you never installed in this cl- in this room. Wait. Do you want me to be excited to like talk or do you want to ruin? Do you want to ruin this? And right then off I the was bat? like, <laughs> you said you're gonna. You're like, yeah, because they weren't working. I go, I know. Remember, you said you were gonna take care of it right away, and then we're like, it's been six years. It has and been six they're years. They're still sitting on the floor. We have what three, four? How many are up? Three. Yeah. They're LED track lights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure that Anyways. out. Anyways. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. So, yeah, we uh, I got home from work today, and we pretty much decided we're just not going to talk to each other. Because if we talk to each other, we won't be able to we'll have nothing record to a podcast. About. We'll have nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know the story that I didn't share with you? That I was like, eh, maybe I'll save it <laughs> for the know, podcast. Maybe. It's really exciting. Are you okay, ready? Sure. I was just t- going to tell you about how Rudy and I went on a walk today. And what I shared with you is that they had just mowed the grass in the cemetery, so he was eating the grass, which uh-huh. is like not a good thing because he tends to throw up anytime he eats something outside. So we're talking once a day. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> I was telling you how, like, I mean, I'm a way better, like, dog trainer than you because, like, it's been a while since I have walked him. Usually I've been going on walks with you and you hold him. Yes. Why don't hold him? I, I walk him on the leash. I have, like, I'm so much better than you. He listens to me so much more than he listens to you. I just wanted, I told you that. But then what I didn't tell you is that I spent, like, 10 minutes watching an ant carry another dead ant like across the um pavement and i was like like i was like okay i'm gonna see like what he's gonna do like does he have like a plan it took him a very long time to get along that across the asphalt and then he got to like the perimeter where like the grass was and he was like it taken a while to decide where to like enter into the grass and then he finally like found a spot and then he like circled he did just like these crazy little circles like this tiny tiny little area like it probably wasn't it was probably the same diameter as the ant himself and so he kept like bumping the dead body the corpse ant into like other like blades of grass and it was like getting really awkward and they were just like spinning and then finally he dumped the dead ant body and then he's like spinning around i'm like what's he doing is he gonna like bury it is he gonna cover it with like debris like i don't know what's going on here i was like very captivated and then this lady walks by and she's like "Ooh, is there something cool going on in there (laughs) (laughs) you didn't want to admit what was was going on uh just ants and she laughed at me (laughs) wow so so i walked away and now i don't i've been thinking about this ant ever since i don't i'm just dying to know like was there what did he have a plan or is he just like an like the village idiot like seriously i need to know my theory based on what you just said is that he killed the other ant probably fighting over a female ant if they were males (laughs) okay killed the other ant and was trying to hide the body someplace where outside of the trail where the ants get food and stuff Hmm. and you were like oh this is like magical this whole pattern was really altruistic situation going on so right that's what i'm saying but well in actuality mm-hmm. was probably going on was probably more of cover a up. maybe cover up or sacrificial okay. like i'm gonna put this thing someplace where the you know some other animal can get them and eat yeah we should go back out there this evening and see if i can identify the spot and we'll see, see about the, that the corpse ant is still there we'll see about that okay but that was a good story <laughs> It was really, really, I'm glad you held that one. That was definitely worth sharing it on air. It was difficult to, part of that story dovetails off of my story about how I'm, Rudy listens to me more than he listens to yeah. you because he stayed put, he sat and he listened to me like through all of it, the, the 
person walking by that wanted to strike up a conversation about what I might be looking at. He didn't flinch. He was just like right there. And normally he's just like flipping around like chicken with his head cut off when you're with him. So So my question to you is I believe the last time that not the last time we took him for a walk, but somewhat recently you were like, I will walk him. Mm -hmm. And you lasted about five minutes and you're like, here. Well, yeah, because I had you as an option. I know. So that's what I, that's how all of this... It, if I was by myself with him too, I probably could establish a different relationship. But you throw... The, no, you know, the other person throws Jim, everything off. No, it's a personality archetypical thing going on here. You don't Let's have to close see. your eyes when you say that. You okay. can just say it and, while you're looking at me. Whatever. So let's talk about ordinal linguistic personification. Do you know what that is? I don't think I'm, yes, but I don't think I'm the right person to have that conversation with, but okay. Do you know, do you remember what it is? Yeah. What is it? It's basically assigning personalities or traits to letters in on numbers. Well, ordinal things. Ordinal things. Like numbers. Maybe, and letters. Maybe months, maybe. Okay. Yeah, do you, and you don't do it. No, it, I'm it, normal. <laughs> I'm normal. I don't so, do that. So let's back up because this has been the last two days of my entertainment, probably M- more, but mostly the last two days. Like a few, like I've always done this. I have always assigned a gender and a personality to numbers, letters, months, whatever. And not only that, like they, there is a whole story. They have uh, they have relationships with one another. It's all interconnected. I can't. Somebody can't say the number seven, and seven's whole story comes up to me immediately. And And I just thought like everybody did that. And I actually read something a few months ago that came across like reading all my other things that I read that said something about like, you know, personification of like inanimate objects and stuff. And I mean, everybody does that a little bit. But there was this thing about how some people do that with letters and numbers. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And they said it was a rare thing. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if that's so like. Like, I should look into that. Like, I should, you know, Google it or whatever. Because, yes, I do that. But is that just, like, a fallout of, like, the letter people in kindergarten? You know what I mean? Like, did I just take that to, like, this other level? Was there a number of people situation that I'm just, you know, I've been carrying over all these years? For those that might not know, back when we were in In kindergarten, and probably still exists in some fashion. But maybe it's on the computer. Who knows? But Mm -hmm. there was inflatable letters that were like people well, they weren't infl- it was a thing it was like a show like teachers would uh, show i feel like you we had inflate- it was a cartoon oh i don't remember that. A- I, I feel like we had inflatable probably- was like on like up on like the shelves in the classroom or well, something your teacher like that was rich so. then and she must have bought those products <laughs> but we just had i think like a book and a movie that we watched okay but <laughs> maybe diff. dittos Same that we diff. colored in dittos dittos um dittos are papers that we had in the 1980s that were provided They're to like us. They're like worksheets. It was before like Chromebooks and iPads and those uh-huh. things. Pa- paper worksheets. <laughs> yes. When I say worksheets, I don't mean spreadsheets. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So I thought that, but then I just like, I just kept, I just kept, the, it would pop every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I should look, I could look into that. Fast forward to like two weeks ago, we're with all the kids hanging out at the pool. And I guess- since I think I don't, we mentioned this on here, but I don't we? think so. Oh, maybe we did. So okay. we're all hanging out. Well, we mentioned hanging out at the pool because we talked. It was when we, before I we went to go see the Barbie movie. And um, one of the kids was saying how one of the other kids has like a whole backstory when it comes to like letters and numbers and stuff. And I was like, oh, I do that. And I was like, oh, I think that's a thing. People say it's a thing. So then he's like, no, you got to hear her stories, though. So then she starts talking about each number, like, you know, like one through 10, basically, and what their gender is, what their story is, what their relationship is. And I'm like dying laughing because I'm like, oh, my God. 
not only do I do that, like, I feel like we have a very similar situation. Like we've both felt the same way about like five and six. And there was all these like similarities in the relationships with each other. And then Christopher and Katie start chiming in and they're like, oh, I do that. And then Christopher's like, don't you think six is like, and I don't even remember what he said. I was like, yeah, I could see that. And then Katie was chiming in and like um, my Katie. And it was just the similarities were uncanny. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And then like they were saying, I believe we were talking about letters. So four of you. Four of us. Were out of on the same people. page. And the other four of us that's were like. 50%. Uh, yeah. Like okay. never done. You guys. So you at that point when you guys were all like, I've never done that. I have no idea what you're talking about. That is so a foreign concept to me. I was like, oh, I got, I definitely got to like look that up. And then like days went on. And then finally, just a couple of days ago, I finally Googled it. And it's a thing. It's called ordinal linguistic personification. And it's a form of synesthesia. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But basically, that is, I don't want to screw this up because I just find this to be incredibly fascinating. They say only, well, there's like numbers all over the place. And I would be curious how accurate this really is if four, if 50% of us in this little circle have this. Right. But like maybe just more people don't, more, maybe more people just think it's normal so they don't really talk about it, you know. So maybe the numbers are actually higher. But everything I've seen anywhere between only one and 4% of the population okay. does this. My guess is that they would think it's more abnormal, and that's why they don't talk about it. Not that they just think everybody Maybe else does it. Maybe I just never it. really thought not to talk about it. It's just like a thing. It's just like, yeah, the, I, I just assume that everybody does that, really, truly. So um, let me look this up. The, defi- the definition of, and I'll, I'm going to hit. Synesthesia. Is the production of a sense impression relating to one part to one sense or part of the body by stimulation of another sense or part of body. So basically, like, they're saying, like, one sense brings up the ability, ignites another, ignites, brings it up. So these ordinal concepts are bring up relational concepts, like basically, or personification. Because like some people, this falls under the same category of people that like, if they hear music, they see color. If somebody says to them a color, they might have a taste in their mouth. Like you're basically mixing your senses and it's it's a neurodivergent, neuroatypical situation. They said that autistic people are actually more likely to... Um, have this that this thing so it's like a phenomenon explains yeah. a lot it's a phenomenon <laughs> well i you know what that's funny too because when we did the sound bath stuff and you told me you saw colors and i was like i, don't, I didn't see colors like so the next time we went i really closed my eyes and i tried to like pick colors and yeah i couldn't do it so maybe it is all related in the way that you process you know your external not just well not there's different types and like, not everybody does all of the things there, it's, of course there, there's different forms of, of course this i just wonder if it's related yeah. to that like same yeah maybe i don't know but to me it was just like well of course it makes sense like you know uh, you know i love astrology and it's the same idea what astrology is the personification the of of the planets and gods and goddesses and and then their interactions with one another so to me it's like well of course why why aren't more people like i want you to start writing this stuff down uh, what stuff down uh, like this like <laughs> this ordinal rela- what, what do you call it again personification olp ordinal linguistic personification linguistic personification seeing colors you know with the sound bath okay because within this group we just talked about four people that olp uh-huh that have oh i don't want to say have olp but uh-huh. like are sensitive aligned with it whatever yeah, you, you ha- want to call I it you i guess have you it. have it you have it so i'd be they, curious they say there's more like the brain structure is different I'd be curious people that with have this. these things that 
come up for you that don't come up for me uh-huh. within our small little family unit group? Mm-hmm. Like what's, you know, who else is experiencing those same things? Yeah, I guess so. So I'm just saying as they come up for you or you <laughs> recognize like, oh, I'm not the only one and this is something, mm-hmm. you know, write that down. Well, I- like, okay, let's, let's. Do a little survey. Well, I don't know. You don't, I guess you'd have to think of something that I'm wondering if something else, somebody else does. Well, that's what I'm saying. As it comes up, as you realize yeah. like, oh, this. Because yeah. like the, the colors of the sound bath, you talked to a couple of friends that did it and like one of them experienced the same thing. So mm-hmm. therefore, that was something that you recognize was, oh, not everybody. Yeah, that's pretty common though, I think, after I looked that up. Yeah. I think that's more common. This is not. This is apparently very rare. I did. I had to ask because I was like, well, how both my kids do it? And it like wasn't like, like I mean, seriously like Katie yesterday we were talking about it again and she found this whole story about the month she was telling me all about January January's relationship with December and the scandal there and I- <laughs> oh, you guys were going on and on about numbers and letters and, and I'm like, like oh my god yeah, seriously so this is funny it's so wackadoodle fun. yeah here. oh so okay I'll tell you so zero by the way zero is not really a number right so and also in personality like he, I, I feel like zero is a he he definitely has this like I don't relate to you guys but like I also am like apparently I'm part of your species so like but like your silly little like materialistic things that you worry about make me laugh like that's how zero feels about the superficial world of numbers but one and two to me are basically kind of like they're kind of like NPCs like they're bots one is definitely a male and two is a female and they're a couple and they and three is their child three is a brat he's like a boy and he's like kind of whiny and four is three is three's friend four is also a boy but he is a little bit older so he's got a little more life experience he's always kind of pulling three in but three's parents are strict and they have a lot of oversight on him so it's hard for him to be able to go out and play with four four's older brother is five five is a boy he's older than four obviously oh, wait. wait three's he... older brother is four four's older brother no, is five three this is deep and four shit. are friends oh they're friends listen so, closely but they're not super good friends so then if, but five <laughs> okay. five is four's older brother and five is like annoyed with four but has to tag four along sometimes five and six are best friends five and six are kind of like troublemakers they're kind of like annoying they're both boys seven is six's older brother but seven has a personality more like maybe yours he's mature he's wise he hangs more with the girls he doesn't really want to deal with like doesn't sound like there's very many girls hyperactivity. in your, uh, your little hold on i'm gonna get there keep listening i'm only gonna go to 10 i think i could go all the way to 30 pretty easily wow. but seven okay. so seven is that guy seven hangs with eight eight is also a guy eight is his friend seven and eight are more are mature they're like the kind of guys that they're not into the like dirt bikes and mud and that kind of stuff and then they i I use the word mature i get it that might not be fair but i'm just associate that word with that so then um seven though so eight right so okay so i said eight so eight has an older sister nine she's mature she's kind of like um more of a motherly maternal older sister to eight she is sweet and um wise dare i say that she's like gracious and she hangs with 10 who is like her boyfriend and 10 is also very mature he's doing his own thing i don't think he has any siblings um, but he's cool. He's like the dad of, of 10 and below. He's like the Tom Hanks of the group. Like he'll do anything for nine. They're very like parental figures to everybody else. Um, for the record, you have not ingested or injected any illegal substances today. Have <laughs> no. You? Okay. 11 is somehow associated with 10. He's kind of like a little bit older, Avi. You know, he's 11. He's older than 10. But he like 
he's a little more of a rebel and he's like trying to bring 10 into the group all the time like come hang out like why aren't you here because he really wants to hang with 12 who is a girl who runs on the wild side she's a little bit more of a rebel she's down with 13 and 14 who really just want to hang with 15 and 16 and i will like not i'll stop there but thank you what i realized is that I was reviewing this just like the other day, not like in detail, but I was like I gendering. I did write down the genders because you can go online and take tests like to see what genders you associate with certain numbers and letters. And Is there like, like a consistency thing in that? Like where it will tell you no. like you're 80% in line? No. No, it okay. seems that no, it, everybody has their own story. Okay. So then I was like, oh, this is interesting because it's pure. I wonder if my personification of these numbers is like a, a reflection of my relationship in my life because there was when I looked at it there was like 60 I think like or maybe it was 70% of my numbers were male and then I was like hmm the family of origin I grew up in I have four brothers so like only obviously 75% if I include my parents then it's like 66 then it's same thing in our family of origin here you and me and our kids so I just found it to be really interesting I was like oh I wonder if there's something relationship there some sort of you know yeah well I guess maybe that's maybe that's a part of that little thing I'm asking you to write down is to identify and assign yeah. if where where I, it, maybe not everybody fits into gender roles whatever but like where do you assign these like uh, person you know personas uh huh you know what are they identifying see how similar you all are as yeah. a group that'd be interesting I know I mean You're maybe right. it'd be interesting to somebody and I and letters too I mean I gotta do I have all the letters have their yeah own you you threw me off at one and two when you're like oh they're NPCs and they're just like I would have thought they're like <laughs> macho one and them one and two like we're super cool and you oh so you do personify numbers no. No, I was just going, well, if I had to guess, I would say that I would think one and two might think that they're better than everybody else. Days of the week also have their own personalities. Yeah, I have whatever. And genders. Okay. I will say that I noticed that I'll have some, like, I'll have, maybe I'll have a number or a day of the week where I'm like, I feel like when I'm going to have to, if I have to choose a masculine energy or a feminine energy, I feel like it could go either way. Like, sometimes they're more like they're in the middle. They have an equal balance of masculine and feminine, but they all have a unique relationship. Like, with their surroundings isn't that isn't that interesting this explains why your <laughs> brain has no room for other important things it's like me knowing movie lines or stupid facts that you get mad at me for it's like yeah i understand those things should not stick in my mind and other things uh-huh. exit but then you have these whole backstories to numbers mm-hmm. and letters it's like hello yeah uh yeah wait for I 10 years uh, in our relationship to tell me this <laughs> I surveyed my parents on it and they were like, nope, can't relate. I'm like, really? I thought for sure my dad <laughs> You thought your dad was going to join on I that. did. But he was like, I don't think I know what you're talking about. So I'm like, okay, well, then you obviously don't. But I would put money in, at the, surveyed, in my family that nobody, nobody? could read. I'm just, one of my brothers I don't know said, what I'm just saying. One of my brothers responded that he thinks he thinks he Oh, really? Relate. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they would, but I just, my gut tells me the answer is no. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I think it's funny. It's just, it's just it, an interesting it, topic. That it's, it's I'm having fun reading about cool? right, the last couple of days, <laughs> and I'm having fun with it because I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I guess I've never really explored it. It was just something that just existed, and I never really like put. A, I mean, clearly I've been putting a lot of thought into it, but I never really realized I was putting a lot of thought into I it. I wish you would put that much thought into our relationship. <laughs> That's funny. Why are you saying that, Jim? Oh, I wonder why. Because every time you comment on some ridiculous change in our everything in, I point out, something around us, I'm like, oh, I wish early. you noticed that much detail about uh-huh. details of my heart. And I do, and I and I do, <laughs> and I do. 
Well, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty something. It's pretty something. It's pretty something. Mm -hmm. So, so how much time would you say you have invested in this, going down this rabbit hole of exploring Oh, not, this? actually not that much. Okay. I read a couple of articles yesterday. I had to send them to our kids and stuff because I was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. Yeah, I didn't read what you sent, but and I then, saw that you sent them because I'm like, yep, not me. So that's, that's not meant for me. Yeah, of course you don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, no, honestly, not that much. I, um, not much time at all. Okay, just curious. I was just reading a little bit about like how there's it's neuroatypical and there's I'm going to screw this up now because I didn't memorize it and like I said I did not do a deep dive but like I think they said there's more white matter or white gray matter in the brains of these people and there's obviously areas of the brain are getting fired at the same time that in ordinary people <laughs> they don't. So I'm going to be honest with not, you. I mean, there's I, not that. Cross. I do think it explains a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mean I don't when I say explains a lot I'm not like oh now I have you figured out mm -hmm. i'm just saying like the way our brains function differently and we talk about yeah. that and how different you you and i are but even with the kids and the dynamic between the kids and stuff and then to hear you say this in a way is like not surprising either um whether it was this thing or something else it's just because everything in your the way you work mm -hmm. and at least christopher and katie is all very much relational mm -hmm. very much relationships mm -hmm. and very much mm -hmm. that's how like you put things together and i think sort things in your mind and talk you know what i mean like every, like everything is in terms of that putting those terms well realizing you internally. don't do it made me realize i do it and so then yeah. it helps put things in perspective for me too because i feel like there's not much if somebody talks about if you even talk about a person to be honest i can't not think about a situation without bringing up all of the persona that they bring with them that uh -huh. i have about that person do you know what i mean like their whole history like uh, or whatever like that comes up like and that's why maybe it's difficult for me to look at a situation i'm not the only one that does this but i see the difference now if there's a situation and i'm like that's not isolated that's not an isolated no. situation i mean when it is isolated i can be like yeah it's isolated but i'm like oh no there's a whole thing here there's a whole story and i think that's very much left brain it could be wrong on this but left brain right brain like i well yeah think of so much in terms of numbers and like everything i do not yeah. everything i do but is very much on calculations and numbers thinking about it from that perspective and yeah but i'm going to argue that this is what this is arguing I'm doing both simultaneously with this. I'm taking ordinal things and I'm bringing a persona relationship. It's the same thing in, in a completely opposite way. It, 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 it's two sides of the same coin. I think it's like that, don't you think? No, what I'm saying is that, well, I think what you're saying is like, okay, so you're very left brain, I'm very right brain. You see things and numbers and um, uh, functioning and what, uh, mm -hmm. systems and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I see these relational things. Um, I see images and a story comes up or whatever you know what i mean i experience a person and a story about them comes up i'm not looking at digits and numbers and stats or i'm not um putting numbers to things like you do i guess is what i want to say about that i'm not very analytical in that way but i feel like what this is saying with the oh with the synesthesia whatever how did you say it <laughs> i don't know it's this idea where you are taking different senses and they're cross they're crossing and coming up at the same time so are they saying that it's a bit of right and left brain happening simultaneously no am i interpreting that based on what we're talking about right now yes it could be is it, that what you see what i'm saying no i think it could be <laughs> i i'm i'm still saying the same thing whether it's left brain right brain maybe that's not the way to explain it but it's it's very much the focus on relationships versus like the analytics of you know separating out personalities yeah and, you know but you're doing it with analytics yes agree I agree. That's what that's what it's that's what I'm saying about that. Yes. Because it's the, the word ordinal. I want you to think about that. That's an analytical. Oh, concept. I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I get it, but you're taking the ordinal and you're assigning personas to mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not saying that right, but that's that's essentially it. And, it, mm-hmm. and I'm saying I'm like I strip I strip away the persona to anything and make it about not anything. That's an exaggeration, but focus on the analytics of it. Mm-hmm. You know. I understand that. Just yeah. like if you were going to talk about a right brain person. I'm talking about three different situations here. You're trying to talk about two, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Forget right brain, left brain. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not the best terms to put it in because mm-hmm. it, maybe it's not the exact same thing. It's not because I don't think it is because under this idea, like if they say it's a neuro, like a neuroatypical situation, I think that could fall under left or right brain. Yeah. You might be right. You probably are. Probably. Probably. You usually are. So <laughs> we'll just go with that. Uh-huh. Fascinating stuff. It is. It's very fascinating. Yeah. It's like so, so fascinating. See, and that's where I want more data. I want more research on it. I want to know how yours compares. No, no. I want to know internally <laughs> how your information compares to that of the other people in the group. I want to know. Like we were sh- swapping stories. About, you were, and they were so similar. And they were very similar. That's why I'm asking. I like, feel actually, like there was. Katie and I were in disagreement about December. She was like, <laughs> she had just, I think she had December as like this young guy. I'm like, no, not even. No, no. December is old. Definitely a male, but he's old. <laughs> so we're going to take one through 20. We're going to take the letters of the alphabet. And we're going to take, we'll just do the months of the year. If you want to do weeks, you, your days of the week, you can do days, days of the week. Oh. And you're going to categorize it by gender, by age. The problem category, is, is that by, you know, your mind starts to get a little like it starts to get a little like blown for a second though because then when you try to put it into words you're like you find yourself like even the persona and the relationships within the personas are so complex that you can't like fully articulate what's going on yeah so i couldn't tell you So then you get like well i mean i mean and you start like (laughs) i couldn't tell you to assign two descriptors to each number or each like that wouldn't be enough for you to actually articulate what Uh, is really going on is what you're saying that's right. And I might like, and then I might feel like, well, maybe I don't feel that way all the time. Maybe it depends on whether, you know, that's where it's, that's where it's, that's where I feel like it gets really fascinating because you start seeing the complexity, the amount of complexity that comes up that you have about these situations that you just, they're just there. And it's not even like you put a lot of thought into it. It's as you put thought into it, you're like, it's really complex. Okay. This relationship between okay. seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> Would you put that energy in our relationship? I like I don't. You're such a jerk. Stop using my own words back. I know. Me. I love using your own words against you when you say something that sounds I like something I would do. say. I actually I think what you really are asking, could you could I take my energy away from our relationship and put it into this? No. Distract no. myself a little bit. No. You know. <laughs> You know, I was off subject, pretty much completely off subject. But for some reason, this is popping in my head right now. I was listening to the podcast with Ethan Hawke on Dax Shepard, mm, armchair mm-hmm, expert. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about telling stories. And he was talking about, they were talking about, you know, the difference between being uh, a narcissist and a romantic. Mm-hmm. And they, they said something about, this isn't you. I'm not, I don't want you to think I'm like. We all have some narcissistic tendencies. No, I'm just saying, I don't want you to it's think okay I'm like saying say that, that you do, do this, that. but that just for some reason sparked this in my head, that conversation when they were talking about if every story you tell centers around you yes. versus sharing stories, you know, that have happened throughout your your life that you're sharing. But like that's that's a, that's kind of a, a key trigger like that you might want to say, oh, wait a second. I'm the center of every story I have about, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. The funny thing, though, is like, yeah, I agree with that. Totally, totally off this subject. Is, I mean, obviously, it's called armchair expert for a reason. Yeah. That was just like them like spitballing, shooting the shit. Oh, I don't they were know just that They were totally. Yeah, I don't. Because. But like, I like that. I like We that. all are. Ta- we all usually tell right. stories about ourselves. So like, mm, you know what I mean? But so I hear what you're, I hear, I hear what he was saying there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can I'm, say a lot I'm about I'm bringing that. that up because I I liked it as far as checking ourselves and having a little bit of humility sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're right. Of course, mm-hmm. you're going to tell a story and you're going to tell a story about your personal experience with something typically like that's how you're going to share a story. But it, it did make me think like, oh, yeah, you know, and I'm a terrible storyteller no. anyway. But yeah, just this idea of where the focus is. Absolutely. And I certainly I think that's like maybe a continuum of anything. I feel like they were taught. I, you're not offending me because I feel like the examples they were giving. Okay. do not involve me at all I, this is like we all know we t- the this people is a total, like, that walk of... into a room and eat up the entire conversation of an entire dinner party and it's all about them and the story they have to tell which is usually incredibly fucking boring by the way but like you yes. have to sit there and listen to it and, and act it's like you're all interested about and... them the whole time yes, yes. There, we all have a handful of people like that in our lives that right. do that to an exaggerated degree. Yeah, I do not. You may disagree. I don't think I fall into that. No, I don't category. think you do either. That's why I wanted to clarify that before we okay. started this because for some reason, what we were just talking about, I didn't want to forget that point because I just listened to that and I was, I was, they had a great conversation. I did not finish it yet, but um, again, it was, yeah, it was off the cuff. It wasn't like it was some research based thing where they were explaining something, they were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, their opinions, their, their opinions and their story Mm -hmm. and that kind of just struck me a little bit because i think for a number of reasons but um i haven't really shared this in detail with you yet but Mm. these last couple weeks i've been a little overwhelmed Mm. and when i get overwhelmed mostly work related which i know you love when i share Mm -hmm. that um i start to feel like a fraud Mm. like i shouldn't be in this position because you know i'm not not that I'm not capable, just that I'm not Imposter I'm not prepared. Yeah. And I recognize like, oh, I need to step up and put more effort into some things. And at the same time, the thing that I think that I'm, I'm more introverted like you are. I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't want that. But I, I tend to think when I get nervous and I, I want to be part of, you know, I have, a, I have a voice. I want to say something. But at the same time, like I'm trying to take this position where I have my place, but also I don't want to say deflect, but like I'm trying to think of the right words to say this facilitate more okay lead by listening yeah um what's the word i'm looking for oh my gosh i can't think of it either (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know but you know where you assign duties to other people (laughs) yeah we'll delegate but like but like more yeah i want to i I do want to lead by listening like actually hear input and i've had to do that i guess i've had to do that a lot in the last couple weeks wait can we pause here for a second because i'm trying to make the link between the ethan hawk podcast and this was it because you wanted to preface by saying i want to talk about myself but i don't want to sounding like a narcissist maybe maybe it is no actually actually (laughs) it's not it made me think about talking about yourself and how you know there's different variations of how you talk about yourself and are you central to everything you have to say or are you a character or part of this whole thing and so looking at it from being part of the whole as opposed to it centers around me Mm. because it's my experience Mm -hmm. it's everyone's experience Mm -hmm. i have a a part of that a voice in that but at the same time like I want to be part of everybody's experience and not be the focus of it. What do you mean by that? Again. What's it look like to be part of everyone's experience and not be the focus of it? What I'm saying is to, like I said, lead by listen, like, like listen to what others have to say and let their voices be heard. And again, part of it's facilitating 
maybe it's part of it's delegating. So part you of it's want like, somebody to? I totally derail this whole thing because no, this I'm, is, so okay. are you saying basically like I want that person to take the lead with their own thing, but I want to know about it first. I want to be in the inner circle. No, I'm saying I want to <laughs> give space for that. I want to be one that gives space for. But that. you also said you want to be part of it. So when I say be part of it, I think it's important to um, again because of my role, it's important that I I might have attention of others that they don't. You know, somebody doesn't have as much. I don't want to say attention, but like they don't have the ability to have their voice heard without the proper channels, right? So you would help. I would help. I have pave that sort of. Yes. Path. Create that channel so that other mm. people can be heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and for some reason, listen. Well, how does that relate to your stress? Well, because I've been overwhelmed and I feel like, you know, falling behind, falling behind. And there's one of my, one of my responsibilities. I'm like, oh, I recognize I've been sitting back and kind of just like going through the motions on this responsibility. So you're saying the person feels neglected? And I'm saying that, no, I just, no I just recognize this- that my role in this, my role in this position is to lead. I'm supposed to step up. I'm supposed to take, mm-hmm. you know, be the one to facilitate. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be the one to do. Mm-hmm. And instead, I've just been kind of sitting back doing. That's what you do. I know. And I'm like, oh, shit, I have to totally change this to step up into the role that I'm in now. What happened? Did somebody confront you? I mean, no. it must have taken, taken a lot for you to be like, oh, shit, because I don't <laughs> think that this is just exclusive to work. I think it's exclusive to life. For I think you. so, too. I think so. It absolutely is. 100 percent it is. No, I had this. I had this realization at a meeting it came up and i was like oh yeah i'm in a different role now and my role is now this other thing mm. and so i'm really sitting back here at the table you're supposed to be a leader i'm supposed to be a leader the leader the leader and then i had a conversation with somebody else it was like oh by the way and they brought up a couple points and I, that i had already thought about and, and it like that was like yeah okay so somebody else recognizes this too so that. now you have to because somebody else recognized it what kept you you just said you noticed it prior to somebody else saying it to you so what kept you Oh, from stepping be, up at that point. Because in this particular role, being this leader is not my day to day. So I haven't got together with this group. To no, I actually... understand. But what you're, I feel like what you're saying though is like, oh, then somebody else said something. So like that was like, what, what, it sounds no, like you were willing to sit there what, for a minute. No, what I'm saying is I already recognize it. I'm like, okay, the next time we get together, I need to like be the one to lead and be prepared and all of this. And then uh-huh. when somebody else pointed it out after that, it was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm not just self-conscious thinking this this is actually a thing that mm-hmm. right. other people are aware of too like mm-hmm. oh wait a second here you're you know you need to it, it wasn't even about leading it was just kind of like you know your role now like you don't make that motion you don't do that because that's not your job it's mm-hmm. like yeah correct like mm-hmm. i need to totally change how i think about some things but then listening to the podcast today again when they were having that whole conversation and just going think about going through life and getting older and how we progress and how we get to different stages and how we view things um it was it, again it was just kind of like some light bulbs going off again like okay there's you know the way to do this i think the proper way to do this the better way to do this that's you know a positive for everyone versus the opposite way of being maybe narcissistic or taking control Mm -hmm. instead of taking the lead there's a difference between the two okay i see how you confuse those a lot or worry about it so you choose the path of passivity because you're afraid of the narcissism or aggression or whatever not recognizing the beautiful path that is in between the two of those i see that a lot with you so the other thing which is actually i have to say we just finished uh amazon prime series called Oh jury God. duty which so you that guy that movie is about you that yeah it's about you no seriously so that was that's <laughs> another everyone thing everyone loves him though he's like a saint he's like that's the most a, liked that's guy. the other thing that really you know sp- 
hold like, on, listeners. <laughs> if you haven't seen Jury Duty, Dirty, the Jury Duty on Netflix, right? Is no, it it's on Amazon Prime. Pause. Stop what you're doing. You go binge watch it. Go binge it. it. It's phenomenal. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I laughed so it's hard. So I cried. Good. I laughed so hard. I peed my pants. It's that good. It is. It is. It's <laughs> phenomenal. It honestly, it's and it's so damn funny. It's so damn funny. Uh-huh. But yes, watching watching that guy that had no experience in that role. Anyway, just I so to say the, the it's this guy thinks he signed up for a jury duty documentary and he thinks he's picked for jury duty everyone else is actors every all the jurors judge, the judge the, the lawyers bailiff, the, the plaintiff yeah. the defendant it is and the 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 way it it's hilarious that the circumstances it's so good it's so good yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to say spoil anything but <laughs> yeah. no that but that was a, that was another thing it's like he got that he got the responsibility of what it was what his role was yes. and like you know what i need to listen to everybody i need to take that i can voice my you know my opinion i can share what i have to share but at the same time like this is a collective you know thing that we're doing and so i have to honor what everybody else has to say yes so and i've also been listening to a which is another podcast about being on boards and uh you know nonprofit boards and how to properly run a board and blah 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 and it's a whole thing and because i'm like Oh, I realize that I don't have mm. a ton of experience in this area. So this so. is going to be a very fun experiment for you. I mean, not just a fun experiment, it's a serious <laughs> position. But this is what a great what a great experience for you to take yeah. this new thing on. I guess I hadn't really considered that. Which you I thought are was going to be thrust in a role that you haven't had an opportunity. Which to I be thought in was going to be previously. a very um, I don't want to say easy position, mm-hmm. but kind of because it's not my primary job. It's it's a side mm-hmm. thing. And and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And yes, I have to have, like, I have to be more involved, but not that much more involved. And so far, I've had to talk to a number of employees at mm-hmm. this organization internally and hear some, you know, But see, you were asked to do this for a reason, too, because of your abilities. I mean, obviously, people recognize that you would be the best suited for this role. So well, you were like nominated so. and given that I role. was nominated. And so, so uh, yeah, I, I mean. And but I, it's true. I mean, I, you know me. I don't hand out compliments unless I mean them. No, thank so. you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it's been it I've realized these last couple of weeks it's like yeah things have been kind of like that my normal job has been piling on and then this I'm like oh my god seriously mm-hmm. there's another thing here and it's like okay this is going to be interesting this is going to be this is going to be a little more than I expected yeah. this is going to be more work after hours some other things like I'm going to have to really like stay yeah focused on this I've to give more working for the first time in your yeah, life after, um, after 23 But you're years. strung out Jim we've already talked about this you got to watch that you got to watch your you're strung out you have the high glucose levels I, talked about this last yeah. week or well, was it two weeks you ago? know what you got me exercising you got me on the peloton last <laughs> night you got me <laughs> I, uh, I, I golfed yesterday okay golf is it's not, <laughs> it's not. i mean i don't want to like offend anybody i'm but... joking golf is, <laughs> golf is not a sp- i'm sorry <laughs> you can call it a sport but it's not physical it's, it's not, not uh, exercise yeah enough um yeah yeah i was actually thinking about drag telling you we needed to do an evening run however i wanted to do one earlier tomorrow so i did it myself we might golf tomorrow We'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, so going back to this, I've, I've been really in my head trying to process and understand and think about 
so this is in in this role i have complete con- i don't want to say complete control but i have a lot of leeway in how it's my job to organize like the board and the directors how i would like to see things done and it just made me realize like oh it doesn't have to be like it's it's usually status quo you mm-hmm. just go along and i'm mm-hmm. like oh no i have an opportunity you here have an opportunity. to actually shake things up a little mm-hmm. bit change things implement what i think might be better mm-hmm. try it out see how it works or at least suggest suggest and yeah it's a little nerve-wracking because you feel so much more pressure and it'd be so easy just to go with the flow and i recognize that i don't want to just like i don't think going with the flow is the right decision i think there has to be some i don't say Mm -hmm. change i don't have you know but Mm -hmm. things could be better so Mm -hmm. like that's my role now wow okay and it's good and it's bad okay what's good about it well it's good because it's going to challenge me and make me actually step up and focus and do things i know i can do Mm -hmm. i don't say i can do them perfectly or great but Mm -hmm. i think i'm i capable of moving the process along i think a challenge for you well one thing to not um what's that what's that what there's a I'm sure there's a terminology for it, but like what you just did just now. Well, I know I'm not perfect. I'm not great. Like you don't need to qualify any affirmative statement you make with any sort of disclaimer. Well, you I feel like I need to. Somebody, okay, time. somebody you do it excessively. might not, might not. It doesn't know matter. Me and... You don't know that you don't need to. I'm going to tell you right now, like you don't put that energy off. I don't think you're at risk Are you for sure that. about that? And if you do. Because I worry about do, that a lot that obvi- I say too much obviously sometimes. Obviously you worry about it because you're constantly putting disclaimers on everything, which I think is wonderful. <laughs> And I get it. I do it too. I feel like you, <laughs> you do. Don't, it. You don't do it nearly as much as I no, do. No, no. And I there are people that do it with everything. And it's funny because I've noticed that they tend to be your personality in, in more in your line of personality types. And it's like, yeah, I got it. You of all people don't need to put a disclaimer on this statement. It's really okay? hard to know. How am I <laughs> how am I supposed to know that? Because I feel like I'm you, very vocal about things. So therefore, when I feel like I'm very vocal feel about like things, you're very vocal. That's laughable. I'm just saying. <laughs> So you're delusional. Um, <laughs> okay, outside outside of anything that matters, outside of our relationship and what goes on in our own family, uh, I'm more vocal elsewhere, which is kind of weird. But you know, I don't think I don't think so. But um, I, I I I believe that you think that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: I think that especially you're fine. You're a nice guy. Everybody knows you're a nice guy. You don't need to put disclaimers right. on stuff. Right. You put off nice guy energy. I think the definition of Jim, if you look it up. In the dictionary is nice guy like that's it you're good i'm an ngc (laughs) i'm a nice guy character not a not an npc a non-player character it's the same pretty much the same thing No, for real though. Okay, well that's that's. Just cons- I think you maybe challenge yourself with less disclaimers. Okay. Maybe you don't wipe them out entirely, but maybe less. Yeah, yeah, that's less tough. qualifiers. Um, like also like oh, if it's gonna shoot, you were gonna oh, so you said what would be good about it be a challenge for you? Then what would be bad about it? Um, I think just the just the level of stress that comes with it, and I've already thought like. Okay, I don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to like start something from scratch. Like, there's no reason to try to reinvent the wheel. So you think it'd be a waste of time? No, what I'm saying is like I'm trying to figure out where, where do I, where do, where do I start? How far do I go? Mm. What things are reasonable? What things? Mm-hmm. Again, this is a, this is a um, personal, a personality mm-hmm. thing of mine. What part of it 
could come across as, oh, he's got an ego now. He's trying to change everything. <laughs> he's trying to come across I as, uh, you know, this person who, you know. If, if anybody thinks that, I would think that that is their own mirror. Because, again, you don't put the, off that energy. I could see you doing is getting a little, like, too particular or specific about some things. Like, the same way I complain okay. about you setting up an Excel document for something that doesn't need an Excel document. <laughs> I understand. And then the level of, like... See, and I worry about the flip side of that as being too scattered and being like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this and I think we should do this. And then be like, well, how that's, do those three things relate? That's actually what and, I'm saying with that, though, is that I feel like I you're at risk that. of that. Like going down a rabbit hole on something that's not relevant or that super important right. and like that ADHD stuff that you do. Like I could yes, see that happening. That's why I want to be structured, but not like overwhelmingly like, oh, my God, this is painful because yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. why are but, we highlighting this thing over here it's like a branch of a thing why wouldn't we stick to a foundational yes, concern yeah like so that's why all of a sudden i'm like oh i need <laughs> to learn a lot of things very quickly mm-hmm. and i think i'm already i already have the information i need i just want to do it in a way that again without me trying to reinvent the wheel like this already exists people have already done this like this structure everything that yeah don't reinvent any wheels and it's not like there's a huge problem here that needs to be solved it's just a matter of well we can make it a little bit better mm. you know yeah so anyway. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe try not to stress out about it. Yeah. Well, the problem <laughs> is I want to invest the right amount of time to be able to put a plan together and kind of approach it from a way of, hey, I know this is my role. I'm going to do this job. I'm going to make sure I serve in the capacity that you guys, you know, you appointed me to this position. You voted me in. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I do a good job. And also, like, this isn't my primary job. So mm. how much time can I devote to it? And I need to also get my other job done. So that's where the that's where like managing yeah. the priorities and actually being like this is important, but also this is you know exactly not sacrificing one for the other. So I got to balance it out. Yeah, and you'll probably have to come up with that yourself. Yes, and you know be self motivated in that way. I know, and that's where I'm already stressed. Like, oh, this is going to mean like some nights I'm probably going to have to put some shit together and do some stuff because, mm-hmm. and I don't always want to do that. Well, really, if you just stop attending to the stupid things that you attend to, that I'm always like, why are you even doing that? That's outside of your that's outside of your yeah, that's true job description why are you doing that you could just stop doing those stupid things <laughs> yeah yeah i could <laughs> that's a good starting point at least <laughs> without going into detail here yeah but well yeah okay well sir full circle back too and if there's something more that we need to talk about that that ethan hawk podcast mm-hmm. was a good one today i actually had sent it on our family thread to the kids because he had he had a little segment in there about what it was like to grow up with divorced parents and some of that tug of war and what that kind of like the impact it had on them on him but also like the realizations he had and the gratitude he has for that and his own development and his own personal growth and i just thought it was interesting and it was some good stuff so i sent it to the kids and then um one of the kids responded back isn't that the dad from sinister i'm like right. okay <laughs> thanks for aging me exactly jesus <laughs> So, but, yeah, because yeah, I because I actually said this is Ethan Hawke. He's a heartthrob, uh-huh. and then <laughs> like is he? He's like what, probably fifty five now, maybe. I mean, um, I think I, I looked it up. I think he's fifty two. Oh, okay. So okay. you know, though, this is the other thing. Listening to we've talked about this before. This is nothing new. But listening to like listening to Ethan Hawke on that podcast, mm-hmm. his ability to tell a story and share information, and like just the way he is able to describe and explain and and share Mm -hmm. it makes me feel so insecure and so like jealous 
jealous, but not jealous. But like, I can't articulate things the way somebody like that does. I think maybe just like stop there because it's funny that you say that because I was listening to him and Dax today and there was a part at one point where I'm like, guys, you got to like move on from this because and then I was like, oh, Anne-Marie, maybe you have, maybe you've up leveled because leveled up, whatever. Because <laughs> I don't remember specifically what they were talking about, but they started kind of talking about and judging and assessing another person's motivations around behavior. And I was like, you need to stop being concerned about what other people's motivations are, or maybe even what you think other people think of your own motivations. Do you know what I mean? Like, just be you. Like, I get that. You know? like, but, but- And I get it too. And I've always gotten it. But it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, now I'm really, it's really sinking in my and myself because I was an I was like, I never would have, I think I would have kind of like related and been like, oh, I like that they're being honest and having a real conversation here. But now I'm like, why are you even having this conversation? It doesn't matter. It's, it's dragging you down. It's zapping your energy. It's keeping you from being, being you right now with spending time assessing and worrying about the assessments of others. But you don't, you listening to somebody else on a podcast talk about whether it's an expert or whether it's, you know, somebody, you know, there's the expert portion of that. And then there's like the, you know, the friendship portion and listening to people talk about what they're talking about and sharing what they have to share and feeling like I feel so inferior. I think that's what I'm saying though. What I'm saying is like, and please don't... I haven't heard here one. I, here I am asking you not to judge what I'm about to say, but please don't judge what I'm about to say. It's this is not, and this is seriously not a nar- coming from a place of narcissism. It's coming from a place of maybe just self compassion and humility and like um, grace for myself. But like, so what? That's not me. That's not me. That's them. Good. That person. I get it. Is speak speaks so articulately, and they have this great knowledge. And because I used, that's my point is that I was there. I what you're saying right now. I have spent a lot of time in that space, and today I know that I'm not in that space. And okay. that was like a fucking awesome feeling. Because I also recognize, oh, but I have all this other stuff in my head or that I have to offer. Like I don't feel inferior in like what I have to offer. Exactly. But I feel inferior in the ability to share that with somebody else. You know, we do this podcast and we talk to each other and we live together and our dynamic between us, there's a communication Yeah, and there's nothing compelling communi- that we talk about that anybody's going to listen to and be like, wow, I wish I spoke like them or I know had the knowledge they had. I'm Nobody's doing that, and that's okay. I know, but that's where I—that's where I feel a little bit like a—I don't want to say a fraud, but that's where I do get insecure because no, I'm like, I totally just. But if I do have that to share, mm-hmm. nobody's going to ever. And then that it matters if somebody knows I have to share it or not. But it, it also just feels like, why can't I be that articulate? Why can't okay. I? Let me interrupt you because before I lose my thought, first of all, I have also realized that those people—they're speaking about a topic that they have great knowledge of. They spend a lot of time um, studying and um, that's their thing, right? And they've also practiced speaking about it. I know that too. It. I tell myself that They too. sound like buffoons in other areas in their life. Trust me. I'm like, sure they do. There's right. n- there's no, there's places where they're quote inferior. They're protected also, a little bit when they you go. Have you, know? that, you have that at work, Jim. I have that at my work. And I'm not like saying like, well, trust me, I all the time I'm like, I wish I could say this better. I wish I could articulate this better. Like, I'm not saying I'm superior in that way, but like we're not doing our the areas that we're experts in. We're not yeah. doing here in this podcast. Either. No, I know, I we're know just, that we're just shooting the shit. I guess that maybe <laughs> that maybe that's where my insecurity comes from, though, is because that's an area that maybe I've always wanted to. Well, I've witnessed you do it. Like I don't to... see you at work every day, but I've witnessed many phone conversations. I've witnessed many in person conversations, and you're doing that with the people you speak to. Yeah. So hate to break it to you, but you're one of them. <laughs> 
You're one of them making the others feel inferior all day long, Jim. How does that feel? (laughs) You're probably right. That is, so that is one thing in that uh, other podcast. I think it's Joan Gary is the woman's name that leads this podcast. Um, and she's got different uh, professors, nonprofit directors and board chairs and stuff on there and stuff. Um, so I haven't listened to it too much. But, uh, you know, talking about not I'm gonna simplify this into like rules of etiquette and stuff like that, which is not that but just your demeanor and how you carry yourself and like, don't I roll don't do these things when people say something that you might think is stupid or like everybody has you know you have to respect everybody's input and stuff like that Mm -hmm. those little things just make me think like oh in that setting I definitely don't do that but there probably are other settings that I sit back and kind of roll my eyes and you know okay here we go again all right this is gonna go on forever all right can we just get this over with this is a waste of time like let's just aggressively will roll my eyes in those situations I can't tell you how many staff meetings I've sat through the eye rolling brat like I'm gonna let you know how annoyed I am right now with the material you're presenting. That's me right. To me. That's right. Like trying, I did that. I was trying to check myself <laughs> a little bit. Me, like, is it? Is there certain contexts it's it, it accepted in where it's like this is truly stupid? We shouldn't be doing this. Versus when you're maybe with a different group of peers in a setting where you're supposed to be more equal. I don't know. Like, is it is it more appropriate in certain settings, or is it just not appropriate? We shouldn't do probably, it. It's just immature not. and yeah, exactly. But it's annoying as fuck. So I you think, just got to do it sometimes. I think it depends on some of the settings you work in. Into. I mean, I'm not yeah. excusing it, but I feel like some of the settings I've worked in there, it's just, it's just high intensity and you, you just, there is a little bit more of that behavior going on in general yeah. anyways with your peers. So I was going to say, I get, I guess if I'm in a group of people like at work that I've worked with for 10 plus years, 15 years, 20 years, I might be a little more comfortable kind of eye rolling a little bit and be like, okay, mm-hmm. let's get this on versus like us, an outside group of people like professionals that I feel like, okay, I need to be more respectful of this group. We can, because internally we can banter we can you know we can do that to each other yeah. and we can yeah. you know mm-hmm. know we're doing it to a mm-hmm. point too you know yeah. so maybe there is a difference there yeah. but i mean yeah i think so i think i definitely will get pretty agitated and annoyed if i'm sitting at a school situation where i'm like oh you are God. not gonna hold me here and make me listen to this you're not can like we- i will i will express my i will like cross and uncross my legs i'll like i'll roll my eyes i'll like i'll get to the point where i am visibly showing my irritation and and impatience yeah you were last night you think i was you started to (laughs) you actually stopped i did start but it was i'm the only one that nobody else would have picked up on it i yeah i but i have done that like i've done that though i have i've actually been pretty obnoxious about it like i'm not kidding because i cannot which i find that to be so gross (sighs) But I didn't say it wasn't gross. I didn't say it wasn't gross. I'm just admitting that I've done it. And maybe maybe I think it's gross because I'm jealous of your ability to do that and like go through with it where I'm so like, oh my God, they're going to think so lowly of me if I do that. I'm going to give you an example. We'll go back to what happened yesterday. Okay. But earlier mm-hmm. yesterday, I went golfing. Mm-hmm. And after golf, we went and got a bite to eat at the club. Um, and this table next to us with a bunch of guys that got done golfing, mm-hmm. the food came out <laughs> and the guy asked, you know, for some ketchup, mayonnaise and mustard, whatever. And then the waitress like disappeared for a few minutes. And then he got up and she started coming over. He's like, um, sweetheart, can I get that ketchup, mustard and mayonnaise now? <laughs> And he sat back down. He's like, I can't eat my fucking food until I get get my condiments or whatever he said. Yeah. But I was like, and you could tell that the rest of the table that he was with, uh-huh. when she brought the stuff, she's, oh, sure, no problem. And it, it was. It's like, there was, fucking bring the stuff over to him right away. He's got his food. You know he needs it. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. 
But, you know, and somebody else got a drink and somebody else got something else. So she brought it all over. She was waiting to obviously bring it all at once. Uh-huh. And everybody else you could tell was just super apologetic. Oh, thank thank you so much. Like, whatever. Yeah, and I was like, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But at the same time, this is why This is like, what we do in therapy. This is our we culture. Talk about, it's like. No, but that's where he is able to. I mean, obviously, the, the, the you know, the ideal sort of way to communicate that would be like owning the. I mean, like, ma'am, um, I'm sorry, you know, like, like doesn't need to be in yeah. this path of aggressive tone but it can right. very affirmatively be like i actually really need those condiments immediately like right now because i won't be eating until i have them and i'd like to start eating right yeah. now like to just you know objectively be able to state that is fine you know what i mean Agreed. but instead it comes out in this frustration because we're holding it in and we're, i mean yeah and we want the other person to know and they don't know and so but yeah and, and then and then we ends up coming out in a way that we regret and you can tell by this guy's and we're personality embarrassed. This and of guy... course now his family is also sending signals that yeah. that was unexpected acceptable and they're embarrassed it wasn't a family it was, it was a group of other okay well whatever, uh, whatever. the people yeah. around them yeah. but it's just so interesting and you could tell you could tell by looking at this guy he's that kind of person that is not going to be apologetic and he's going to be an asshole and people are going to think he's an asshole but he does what he wants to do and he's uh-huh. obviously it's worked for him well, so or not i mean no i would argue that it has not worked well, for him and he's got to find a better way okay. to <laughs> when i say it's worked, he should not suppress the when things, i say but... it's worked for him <laughs> it probably would be better if he didn't act that way uh-huh. however uh-huh. he's probably of the opinion that this has worked for me because I'm where well, I'm at maybe. because of this. You don't know. You haven't talked to him. I don't. But that's you has cardiac you can, issues. You can, you can anger. Well, of course, angry people tend to have cardiac put, issues. I would put money on that. That's so anyway, we had a medical. We had a football meeting advice. last night that uh, we went to. Uh-huh. That of course is at the high school gym. Okay. We're all sitting in the bleachers. Yeah. Freshman, JV, varsity, all the parents. We hear the same spiel required. every year. Required. required. Multiple emails. This meeting is required. This meeting is required. <laughs> No new information besides what is shared every, every year. year. Understand that people need this information. That's fine. We didn't need the but information. But we didn't need the information. We already <laughs> knew what was going on. There was nothing new that was presented. So you're sitting there. I was sitting next to you, occasionally checking my email, scrolling on Facebook, just like, all right, come on. Mm-hmm. There's there's no microphone or megaphone. You can't hear He's shit He's talking ever. to fucking 300 Every year parents. it's the same thing. It's like, what did he say? Yeah. Like, it's muffled. I don't he, even know what the fuck he He turns his head one way and <laughs> the one side can hear him. He turns it to the middle. The middle can hear. I mean, it's like there's no consistency in it. It's like, how have you not figured this out by now that your bleachers are full of parents and you have, I mean, literally probably 200 you know, parents. Anyway. You can't hear. You, the one's upside... You Usually it's really hot and there's fans blowing, so you definitely can't hear anything. Right. No fans blowing this time, so yeah. I could it was a hear most of it. But you're on your phone, you're scrolling. I don't know. You <laughs> click on some Insta story with your volume oh cranked up, it and it starts so playing some blah 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 blah. <laughs> He's talking, and then everybody else is silent, and the coaches. And you like grab your phone. You literally like put it I between froze. your knees. I did not think you were going to turn it off. I thought you were going to. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I was you like, need "Do I hit the mute button?" Or do I just like exit out of the app? Like, which right. is going to get rid of this faster? And so then right. I just froze and I'm like, what do I do? And I just totally panicked. And then I was super embarrassed and people were like giving me the like, oh my God, like yeah. you must be so embarrassed, relatable, laugh, wink. And I was just like. Because <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to try to like cover your speakers. And I'm like, honey, that is not going to cut it. Like <laughs> this is full fucking volume. You've got to figure this out. It was the worst. And the thing thing is, is like, I was like rebel scrolling too. Because I was like, this is so, That's this my, is that was such my point. bullshit that I had to be here that right now. Point. I'm going to play on Facebook. That was your version of eye rolling. Like, I'm not going to fucking listen to you because this is painful. 
And then that happens and your tension is, it wasn't all on you. I'm exaggerating when I say that. Uh, So the nice thing for you was probably 10 minutes later, somebody else's ringer went off and then an alarm went off and then something else. So like by the end of it, nobody was going to remember the fact that yours did that whole thing. However, at the time, yours was the only one. It was. And honestly, you were way more embarrassed than I. So typical Your ex was sitting behind us and he was the same way. He was like, oh my God. It was fun. I was, I was, I was literally like, oh my gosh, sorry guys. That was We had to, to let the people around us know that we were like equally in on it. That's that you just have to do that. Okay. Well, I also think you me. were genuinely embarrassed because you haven't shut up about it. I think you've told everybody we've run into since that happened. I have not. I it's actually, been less than 12 hours. I actually haven't. I should, I should um, tell more people about it. <laughs> Anyways. No, um, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like that's that's it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't, but if it were me, if I did it, I was worried about doing it. I made sure my volume was all the way down, and I still stressed about it. So I actually stopped because I'm like, there's, I hate having that attention drawn to you on something stupid. Like I've had that happen in a board meeting before, where I'm like, this is lame, and I'm sitting looking at my phone. So I don't do that anymore because it was like I had it like um, Mm -hmm. something come on, and it's like you all know clearly I'm doing something. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end. It's not the end of the world. Nobody remembers. Share your humanity with the others, Jim. It's just another expression of humanity. So I'm sharing it with our listeners here because it was a good story. I think it's funny. It is funny. Okay. Okay. Well, we survived the meeting. It'll be the last one. The I, last which is sad. One. Which is sad. Senior year, last one. I know. All the last. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah. But I don't like where we're at right now. I don't either. I don't either. And uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I was just talking about it with Christopher's dad um, the other day because it's like there just seems to have been an overnight transition into we don't see him anymore. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's great. Good for him. And uh, yeah, get used to it because this is is your life going forward. I mean, your kid, your kid's leaving the nest and it's like, oh, that's really, that was really hard. There's there's definitely grief there. It's sadness. There is. Well, so this is, to put it in context, for somebody like me, because because this isn't a big deal, but they both signed up, both Christopher and Nathan, mm-hmm. to take the SAT again mm-hmm. later on this month. Mm-hmm. They haven't done jack shit for like, oh, we're going to study and prepare and we're going to like get ahead to because we want to do better on this. That's, that was their whole goal. We mm-hmm. signed them up specifically. We're going to drive them mm-hmm. an hour to go do this so they think they can take it again. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them. Mm-hmm. Now they're just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Well, it does for one. <laughs> for me okay but anyway sort of no but i'm at this point where i'm like (laughs) i keep bringing it up to them but i'm also at a point where i'm like i don't care anymore Mm -hmm. i'm just like what it is what it is Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. you guys are gonna do what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. like it it became in such a short time it became so small to me Mm -hmm. the meaning of it Mm -hmm. like i don't care anymore like you guys are at this point where decisions are going to be made pretty quickly you're going to apply to colleges you're going to figure out what is going to work yeah and you're going to like that's you're going to have your course plotted for the next at least you know however long well yeah i guess i'm at a space with this is like the cards are going to fall where that's what i'm saying and it's like okay like this is actually really exciting because i'm not going to I'm not going to stress about what happens. Like you're going to stress about what happens right. or you're not. And then you will, because that's what's going to happen. I, gu- I guess I'm sitting in a little bit of a place of um, surrender sadness. surrender and sadness though. I'm a little, I, I'm more sad about the fact that, oh, this is real now. It is like real. they're going to be leaving and doing whatever they do. 
and this is real it and is also like so so this one little real. this one little piece doesn't matter the cards are gonna like you said the cards are gonna fall where they fall and we're gonna move forward yeah and i'm more focused on that like that thought of that that's, loss that's where i that's where i'm at i guess the changes coming up for us are so big because we're gonna lose two-thirds of the kids in this house and so like not this year next year i get it we're getting ahead of ourselves but like it's like okay that's a huge drastic change yeah and i specifically dealt with this as a child myself and it's funny because the girl at home is already making a lot of statements maybe we've already talked about this on here about also that anticipatory grief of like wow it's just gonna be me i still remember like i there was one year where i was her age actually where it's like everybody left. One went off to college. One was married. One, um, actually, he was, yeah, and he he moved out too. So it was like, it's just me. And I cried myself to sleep that night. I will never forget. I went and slept on the floor and I cried myself in the family room and I just cried myself to sleep and I didn't tell anybody about it. I was like, this is it. Life is changed forever. We're never going to be under the same roof ever, ever again. <laughs> it was like... And that's exactly what I feel like those feelings are coming back up for me again. It's like, it's all over. Yeah. See, and I guess being in the middle, I didn't have that experience. And now I'm looking at exactly. it from Katie's perspective yeah. and your perspective. And I'm thinking about like my little sister, yeah. you know, growing up and I'm like, God, that probably sucks. And yeah. she's made comments about it. Yeah. You know, she's talked about it. Because but- I still had four years left to high school. It was like, I'm never going to have yeah. a normal Christmas again. I'm never going to have a normal. I mean, just all the things. It's like, nobody's ever going to be together again. And that's how it feels for this. It's just like oh, our parenting, even though <laughs> I'm not forgotten about Katie. But like this idea of us having our kids, our little kids, it's like officially like, oh, you could pretend that they weren't growing up, but they did. Right. Exactly. Well, and now we're talking about, you know, oh, next summer driver's training for her and stuff. And it's just that realization that like it's moving way too fast. Mm -hmm. But you do just have to surrender. I guess that's where I'm at. It's just like surrendering to where we are and enjoying each day as it comes like that's really all you can do yeah that's that's the that's the (laughs) other side of this is that you know there's so much to be thankful for and Mm -hmm. proud of Mm -hmm. with where we're at like Mm -hmm. i'm so happy in so many ways and i Mm -hmm. look at what you know the kids are becoming and how they're growing up and everything Mm -hmm. else and it's like this is exciting like this is crazy but this is exciting and then so you know you can't forget that in the whole process but it, it truly is like you're looking at it and you're like oh my god our kids are becoming adults and they're growing up and they're going you know all the things that we went through like they're starting Mm -hmm. this you know this process and then but yeah and then there's like oh yeah but our life is drastically it's going to be drastically different it is not that not that it's there yet it just feels like it's going by so fast right now so is just like they say it does i know you know it so is. I was talking when we went out with my girl when we met up. We talked about last week when we met up with my friends from my previous job last weekend. Um, we all have kids the same age. Well, one of them has older kids that just graduated college, so they're on the other end of it. And I'm always, I'll always be like, yeah. oh, not that I want to speed things up, but how does it feel to like be on the other side? Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I was working with one of them, he was where I'm at now, and I remember the the just you know the conversations having with him about all of that parenting through that stage and how stressful it was and um it's like now he's on the other side and like everything is so great you know just everything fell where it needed to fall and um that's beautiful but we were just talking 
And then I have another friend. She's got one in college, and she's got a couple of littler ones. But um, in general, we were just talking about how, like, we have aged so much. And when we started, we all met each other. We had babies and little kids. And um, just how different life was then. Like, we were like, remember what it was like when we first worked? And, like, you know, we had the little kids. And then, like, we worked with, like, the older moms that had, like, teenagers. And it just seemed like, okay, those ladies, like, they don't have a clue. <laughs> like, things have changed since they had babies. Uh-huh. I was like, we just thought we were the center of the world <laughs> right. you know like and my friend was like you're so true that's so true that's exactly she's like i guess you have to feel that way though when you have little kids because it's so like it's so much going on with like raising little babies but i also would argue that like no it's it's true i mean i'm gonna say this out loud even though i know that i'm not the first person to say this everyone says this it never gets easier <laughs> it just changes you know? absolutely I, I i tell people that all the time with kids at work that have younger kids and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, a couple of them that I work with now, They you know, used to tell us that too. They just, yeah, they've <laughs> recently had babies and, you know, it's like they're just starting their families. And like one of the guys, um, he doesn't work for us. I work with him. And anyway, he was coming. He's like, yeah, they tell you, you know, you're not going to get sleep and everything. But like, you can't, you can't anticipate what that looks or feels like until you actually experience it. And he's like, I'm experiencing that change. I think his son is four months old. So it's like, it's just, and I'm like, I remember those days. And I'm like, you know, it changes, but it doesn't get easier. Mm-mm. It's just every stage is so different. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing is to think that like, even now there's, I worry so much about what their future looks like. And there's like, you I have to tell myself like they're they're starting their journey. I can only we can only do so much as parents. Like mm-hmm. it's not our job to sit here and steer you and do all this stuff for like there's a limited amount of time that you do that and then you kind of have to set them free and just mm-hmm. be there for, you know, guidance and, you know, um support and, you know, whatever else we can offer and, and do. Yeah. But I mean truly I, like where I sit now is like the only thing I really care about is that they're like happy. Like I know. with themselves. Oh, absolutely. That they like like themselves and right. that they have like, you know, but I stress. Like, I, I don't. But I stress about I that. I stress about I their relationships. I stress about. I, yeah, okay, I, I stress about the if you relationship. Have a girlfriend, with you don't have a girlfriend. You have a, a boyfriend. Whatever the case is, all of the stuff that comes up because your, it comes down to like worrying your, about their relationship with themselves. Like yeah, that's what I. All of it does. All of it put does. Most of my radar towards like what's your relationship yes. with yourself. It the all comes back to that. The kids that have better relationships with themselves, I tend to be like, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, at times, I find myself putting less energy into those scenarios. Right. Um, but that. Yeah, that tends to But that to be... seems so fickle in some ways. Why? Well, obviously, there's some that, you know, have better relationships with themselves. But we also know, like, you know, we you only get what you get from somebody. We have, we have some kids that are very open and very much, like, mm-hmm. pour their heart out and share everything. We have some that are very guarded. So yes. I worry about that part well, of it. And we do have some that are pretty self-assured. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know, but it's like, you think about it, especially at the ages they're at, that can fall apart in an instant, no matter what oh, part of that spectrum you're on. On, exactly. whether you're self-assured or whether you're a complete yeah. fucking wreck like yeah i don't want to give the impression that i'm like oh you're good forever i'm no, just I saying know. i tend to tune, be tuned into the more of those areas Which, like that's ultimately where i'm just like my greatest concern lies yeah. and i feel like they're this this point in their lives there's going to be a lot of evaluating of that because there's a lot of evaluating of like what are you doing what are your plans you know are they good enough are you good you yes. know are they um are they challenging enough like all the things that they're getting from a lot of people and so there's a lot of pressure on that right now. You know what I mean? So 
I think that that can often impact their relationship with themselves. Yeah. And then their relationship with themselves is going to impact their success in that area, obviously, those areas. And I think that's a challenging part about being a parent, too, is, you know, they're getting to the age where you can have real conversations with them. I don't want to be your friend. Uh-huh. I don't want to push you. I don't want to even push you away, but I don't like I want you to be you and uh-huh. I want you to be happy primarily. So yeah. the rest of it, I don't care about. Yeah. But finding that balance on, you know, how you talk to them and the things that you push for and that you don't push for and the things that you concede to and the things that you, you know, are like, okay, I'm going to let you do this or not do this. Like it's a constant, you know, kind of push and pull yeah. that screws with us too as parents. You know, do I let you go out to that party that you're being completely transparent mm-hmm. and honest about what mm-hmm. you're doing and what mm-hmm. you, you know, do I tell you I trust you in that? Do I say, no, you do can't. Do I trust you? <laughs> do I trust you? Do I, do I, yeah. So do I tell you you can't mm-hmm. go, which tells you that I don't trust you at all. Mm-hmm. And then that weighs on everything else. It's very, we're navigating those, those types of things now, which are completely different than a lot of the other things that were, we have mm-hmm. been. What's your curfew? Mm-hmm. You know, who are you at? It's just, it's, it's like this ever evolving thing that there is no set i mean we try to set some ground rules but it's Mm -hmm. you have to be flexible too yeah yeah absolutely yeah and i think there's a lot of pressure around too like well what are you gonna do with your life what are you gonna do after school after you graduate high school and for me like i don't think you need to know right now i think you i think you should have an idea of what you want to pursue but i don't think it needs to be that's where the end all be all and i think that if you've decided you have an end all be all that's great it might not be your end I'll be all though like we'll be here to like talk about it you know what I mean like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like dictate what anybody does and I'm also not gonna like um have any expectations that that there is a final destination it's difficult because yeah I go back and forth between you know you should have some idea of what your interests are and what you want to do and then the other side of being well you think you want to do this now but that may change so just be open-minded to like what you end up being what you feel passionate about and that that's okay if you change your mind on that Mm -hmm. you know but like you also should have some but it's like you know what you're gonna figure it out we all figured it out Mm -hmm. you're gonna figure it out you're gonna change your career when you're 30 you might do this all and then change your career again when you're okay so that's another and that's very very likely with this generation. Yes. Our generation has done it more than the generation previous. I was just going to say our gener. I don't want to say our generation started it. I, I'm not. No, you know, no, no. But, but we are the, the nomads. Idea, the idea we talked of, about intergen or was it tran- what's that generational theory yeah. that I talked about weeks ago? Yeah, the that, loyalty. That talks about Gen X being the nomadic generation. The loyalty generation. does not exist nearly like it did in mm-hmm. prior generations. That mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say all prior generations. I have a feeling if you go back far enough, you might find that the same dynamic existed. Well, and you but, can, there's more flexibility you can take for. 401ks with you you don't have to yes. on and on and on but yeah yeah so i just think yeah this is there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um excitement i don't know that's the right word but there's a lot of cool things about this phase yeah it's cool but it goes I, by so fast i think there's a tendency to get into the fear of we got to make sure there's a plan and then the sadness about oh my god where did the time go so much is ending and so it's i think it's easy for me to get sucked like it's easy for me to get sucked into the sadness of where did the time go right now i'm not currently so worried about what's going to happen although obviously i do fall victim to that and i think that we all do so i think my point is is that it's important during this time to sort of stay with like this is this is exciting i agree there's so much opportunity here there's so much exploration i feel more in this point than i or part 
of the journey than I ever have before. I'm afraid of missing something, whether it's missing out, you know, um, maybe doing something. I don't want to say doing something wrong. That's a very. What do you mean missing? You missing something? Well, with them, with the develop, with their development, like it seems like this is such a critical stage. And at the same time, like they're becoming to the, they're getting to this point where it's like, we have to let them go Mm -hmm. a little bit. And so therefore... I just worry about, you know, missing something in this part of their lives. Like, but if they like limit themselves, both. like both, if they limit themselves for whatever reason, they've decided to limit themselves, yeah. whether it's external um, pressures or just internal pressures, even, that's their journey. I don't even mean that. I just mean in like, and I, don't, I don't know how to put this in words, but not their future, not what their future looks like. Just like, I, I think it's, I think it's the realization that having kids uh-huh. at this age where there are kids uh-huh. is, is almost over. Yeah. And I'm afraid, like thinking back, like what have I missed? What what did I miss in this you whole journey? You missed a journey? lot, and I you're know. just gonna have to deal with that. We've I all know. Met, there, there's no way to get it all. I know. Come on. But doesn't that scare you a little bit? You <laughs> no, know, no, no. It's just like you Good know what? For you. Because also that came up like this as I was thinking about like just even just thinking about going into senior year and this like oh shit okay they gotta apply by college and they oh my god they I gotta do mean, all these I things. I don't mean those things. No, will you let okay. me finish? Yes, <laughs> that's my point. I'm using that specific okay. example to like capture just the um, energy and essence of the whole the whole picture. Like I started to find myself getting really anxious about oh my god, there's all these things that i need to learn how to do financial aid college applications blah 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 blah, to figure it out so that i can help guide them through it and then you know there's so much and there's all these rules and they're oh it's just so different than we were kids and it's all this information i have to know and i got to do all these steps and i got to get in the know i need to know all the things so i can do all the things and then i was like that's all that's all bullshit that doesn't first of all that's a whole industry that's just making you think you got to do all the totally things totally agree and i think that that translates to exactly what you're talking about it i finally doesn't. this idea Yes, it does. It does. It's this idea of like, I, I might miss something in this and it doesn't matter because there's no way to to get it all. And so you're just going to have to like surrender to what is. I guess I'm talking about. And what about, happened I'm, and what's going I to I guess I'm talking about the experience of being a parent <laughs> in a childhood, too. the childhood experience. I am too. And feeling like in this whole 18 years, there's, I, I don't, and I hear what you're saying. I guess it's I hear what you're saying. funny to me that you can't relate the two. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying what you're saying now reminds me of something I would say that's so like this is a tangible thing and this is a mile marker and this is a, or a milestone like this is a whole I'm, I'm talking about just like this whole experience of raising your kids and feeling like you have 18 years to I don't want to say figure things out but 18 years of, of that's raising these right. little people right. and feeling like along the way what did but I do wrong that is you did a lot of or what did wrong. I miss or we what did I you know we all we did a lot of, of course talk to my clients will <laughs> say something like Oh, I'm just afraid that I'm you know, going to scar. Over that? I'm going to scar them over this. And I'm like, you probably did, or you probably will. <laughs> like, I'm my children will be in therapy. For, like, this is just the reality of the I human experience. It. But like, also like, it's okay. And like, um, so. I guess that's my point, though, is that I am trying to capture that whole process that you just described of raising your children. It it, it literally was encapsulated in this experience of got, going into the senior year and being that. like, oh, shit, right. here we are. The buck stops here. I got to do all yeah. this stuff condensed in nine months. And then all of a sudden being like and worrying about what I'm going to miss to, to that's going to fuck up the whole trajectory going forward. And then right. being like, that's that does there's I'm going to miss some things. And also, so what? And both like, yeah, I think I think it's 
I hear I and you're right about that. I think for me it's this whole idea of like this this feeling of um there there starts to be this little bit of emptiness already. Like this hole that I'm anticipating is going to exist. Okay. Well, don't let it exist. I know. Right? I I hear you. You have agency over that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, and I'm like, "Oh, well, oops." Oh. You know, we still have one at home. It's not, you know, we're not moving on that quickly yet, but it just it's 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 all of it it's a very it's a very emotional experience mm-hmm. or time i guess you mm-hmm. know where we're at right now it's ex- it's so exciting though at the same time and i think that's the part of it that's like oh you get caught up kind of in this excitement and then you're like then you start like, when you sit back and think about it it's like i think it i think about approaching like not that i'm anywhere close to this but like retirement for a lot of people is the same way it's like once you get to that point you're like what does that mean Mm -hmm. what does that say for my life like this is such an important part of my life and or has been and now it's like everything has changed and everything is different and what do i do with that and how am i going to feel about that and what you know there's so many layers to that Mm -hmm. and i think that that's that's what i'm really saying is like these these milestones that we have in life and we're getting we're not you know again it's not like it's over but it just it changes yeah and then having you know like a little bit of you know feeling of loss over mm-hmm. that yeah like you said you have agency over what the future looks like and mm-hmm. making sure that we maintain those strong relationships and continue you know growing with our kids and everything else but it's just it's just different it is i know that stress will come up for me through this i'm not trying to pretend that like i'm like oh it's not there but it's different and i'm not and when it does come up i'm going to remind myself that i'm not going to allow it to come up like this is this is an experience to have yeah. not something to worry about this is where you and i are different <laughs> Because you are very good about um, bringing up your stressors, your anxiety on the daily as things occur. Uh I'm not. And so for me, it's always the big picture. It's not the little things along the way. I get focused in the details on so many things. But when it comes to this stuff, Uh one incident doesn't bring me anxiety, doesn't bring me Mm -hmm. stress the way it does to you. But then when I think about the whole thing, it's like this overwhelming, like that's where it really hits me. That's funny. What is it that you're stressed about? Because the irony here is, is that like, if nobody's going to go bankrupt in your circle, because you have a circle that's not going to let that happen. Like, so that's like never a problem for you. Like nobody's ever going to be on the streets. Like that is actually potentially a problem for people in my circle. <laughs> it's been a pro- it's been a potential it's potential a, for me yeah. in life. Like well, I've never had anybody okay. that would be able to back bail me out of anything. Not, I've always only had to figure not my own shit out. We're going to let that happen either. But I'm just okay, saying, so. I just think it's funny because that that has actually been like a possibility for for me and not yeah. for you or yours. And so it's like It's not anything to do with that. It has nothing to do with so, that. So but I'm sitting here like, what like I'm not gonna put pressure around that. There was a time in life when I would have and I did it to myself. Yeah. But I've recognized that like that's not important. <laughs> like we literally have one fucking life to live. Our children have one life to live. Why would we stress about the stupid shit that is other people's egoic issues? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah has nothing to do with that then at what all. does it have to do with it it's it's the fear of loss it's the fear of any kind of loss change it's it's the it's the loss of what our our little world that we have with mm-hmm. our family okay coming home there's three of us there's not five of us okay listening to the boys in their bedroom screaming at video games like fucking idiots yeah. you know mm-hmm. making noise mm-hmm. and sitting here and mm-hmm. feeling just this sense of you know it's like this is this well, feels i've been crying about that since the day yeah. it started so maybe that's the difference between that's you what and i'm I. saying is that you've been dealing with it throughout <laughs> i'm now it's like i'm like it's fine it's fine it's fine then you get toward the end and it's like oh shit oh my god i have to deal with all of that now because i haven't dealt with any of it along the way okay, okay. That, that's what it is okay. 
Okay. You know, and again, I, I don't want to minimize the fact that we still have one at home for another four years, and like our we're not going to be empty nesters. No, that but will I think totally we're sad change. for her too. Like that's the that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go get something to eat with us? Your brother <laughs> is just lost three. Like there's there's a whole yeah. bunch of stuff to that. That like I do feel bad for her for that. You yes. know, and yes. we want to make the best of it. Yes. Yeah. I'm not worried about any of them, their success or failures in the future. Like we will be here for them, and we will support them the best that we can. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that, however that looks, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jinx anything. I'm not going to say none of our kids are going to be on the street or whatever else. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, we will be there for our kids. It, it is. It's just that, like, that total change in, like I said, it's like it's like mm-hmm. retiring from your job and being like, this place I've gone to for 30 yeah. years or 40 years, I no longer go to every day. I think We it's... just watched that movie the other day, A Man Called Otto. Yeah, that was very sad. But Thanks before for... we go there, okay. because that wasn't really related to this but that was a really good movie everybody and you will cry but um i think our circumstances are and this is why i've been crying since day one about it is that they are um, additionally complicated by the splendid family situation and the fact that we only see them half of the time as is some of them we don't even see half of the time and um it's like okay how is this gonna look Mm -hmm. how is this gonna look (laughs) and how are we gonna maintain boundaries around this and um you know we've already had those we've already had prepped those conversations because we know it's gonna be a thing so there's like zero control i mean so they're right it's just completely on the relationships that we've built Well, there's not a harmonious situation so that's why we have to have some of these discussions now about that like you know what's it gonna look like on holidays and like how are we going to maintain yeah. the, 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 you know, it's already a fragmented unit. It's going to be further fragmented. We like how are we going to continue to have structure around that and all of that? And yeah. well, it's yeah, advocate for ourselves and advocating for our family is what that means. Not you and me advocating no, no, for no, our I mean, family, I'm in our unit, family which Absolutely. we've always had to do, yeah. but, um, it will be, so it'll be further probably stressed in that way. And so, yeah, that, that is, that is yeah. very, that's going to be tricky. And so going forward, it will be, it will be interesting. I mean, can you imagine though, too, like when, if assuming all the kids eventually move out one day and start lives of their own, trying to figure out the fucking holiday situation? <laughs> oh, I know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's been hard enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, and they can get husbands and wives that say we're spending holidays with our families, and that that's what then I'm saying. Further cuts that's it, yes, exactly, saying. cuts that's, it down even further and further. That's you know, exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, okay, but um, so but I've you know, but I mentioned that so movie because other, obviously you, me, you know I won't. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to say here I won't spoil the movie, but just that idea of you know any type of loss and grief and the thought mm-hmm. of like you know everything changes and yeah it is just you know it's oh how like they were holding you know the the like flashbacks of the couple holding young couple holding okay, hands don't in bed. don't start don't start this right now with me because i might cry I, so <laughs> seriously don't because we do that that totally made, every time they flash to it i, I know i don't want to i don't know so yeah, i don't want to go there but yeah i mean that's that loss is another level of loss but it's it's the idea of like even just like you know some of the kids not being here and stuff you know it's already it's just different mm-hmm. so on that yeah. note 
Well, it's we are so we're it's a good good timing for that topic though because we are we are like heading right into that season. I mean, I would say that this transition begins with the onset of the boys' senior year, which begins in about a month, uh-huh. and here we are in August, and you know already getting yeah. into the back to school stuff. And I think the senior, I think the milestones. senior pictures really triggered that for me. Okay, okay. I mean, just yeah. like oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to go by fast. And I'm like stressing about those and it's like they don't they could care less. They they don't care one bit. Why are you stressing? I took care of them. <laughs> it, it, I'm not even stressing about the pictures. It it it's just there's so much to it. It's not even the pictures. Fine, go take your pictures whatever. You guys don't care. I just think it's funny because like okay, we got to end the, wrap this up but, yeah. but it's funny because I think previously I would have been like more stressed about like making sure that they had what they needed and I'm literally like whatever. Maybe that's why I'm feeling more stressed <laughs> because I feel like you're like eh, it's fine. It's good. I'm like uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. All right. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I literally am hand selecting their outfits, but. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I gave, we gave them an opportunity and they're literally like, I don't care. You guys pick. Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't give two shits. So Mm -hmm. anyway. All All right. right. Well, I love you. Love you too. We'll talk next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.